Recovery Sort Of is a podcast where we discuss recovery and addiction topics from the perspective of people living in long-term recovery. This podcast does not intend to represent the views of any particular group, organization, or fellowship. The views expressed here are solely the opinion of its contributors. Be advised there may be strong language or topics of an adult nature. Welcome back. It's Recovery Sort Of. Hi, I'm Jason. And I'm Billy. I'm a person in long-term recovery. I'm Caroline. I'm also a person in long-term recovery. And we're almost as surprised to be recording this as you are to be hearing it. We we weren't sure what was going on. Um, you know, I think we needed a rest, a break, a recalibration. We, we got together. We talked. We talked about what we liked about the recovery sort of process, what maybe didn't feel so good for us. Um, so here we are attempting to continue this shindig and keep it going and i think it's going to be a little different i think we're going to talk a little bit more about what's going on in our lives and how we're trying to handle that through the world of recovery or self-awareness or self-reflection or growth or whatever the fuck you want to call it fuck hasn't changed that will still be here plenty (laughs) um i don't know so here we are and it's fucking october and hello hi caroline and it's funny this uh the way this podcast kind of came about is jason and i used to meet before uh or after a meditation group and uh we joined and the meditation group kind of fell apart and then it ended up just being him and i meeting every week and hanging out and we would just talk about recovery stuff and like what was going on in our lives and we would bounce ideas off each other and share how we were dealing with that stuff and uh then we said, hey, we should record this and do a podcast because this is amazing fucking life <laughs> advice <laughs> that, right. that would help other people. And uh, then it grew and we experimented and did a lot of different things. And now we're kind of, I think, circling back to, I'm going to say what I kind of originally envisioned, hmm. um, which feels interesting and less like work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely. It's funny. I just got another um, email from the people that emailed us about. Uh, Sony from from Hootie and the Blowfish. Oh yeah, and they were like, "Hey, Sony's re-releasing something he did." I didn't really read it all that thoroughly, and and also I can give you him and Edwin McCain in the same interview. And I was like, mm. "Oh, I'm like, but we're not a music podcast." <laughs> but I I did look it up, and apparently uh, Edwin McCain is also one of us. I didn't oh, know that. That's interesting. Out there about that, yeah. So well, at like, least huh. they understand what we're doing. They do, and I, I thought it was interesting. I, I don't know that I have a ton of interest in doing it, but it was cool. I was like, oh, neat. I did mm. love that song he had. So now I'm. I, who's Edwin McCain? That one I'm song. Terrible. He's, I'm not in the he's know. Sung, he had a. It was kind of. I mean, I hate to say. I should probably shouldn't say. It was one an hit I'll wonder. Yeah, yeah. I'll be. Oh, okay. I know yeah. that song. Yeah. 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 It's a pretty song. song. Crying Shoulder. Yeah. yeah. It's like the, the wedding song of whatever year it came out, I, I'm sure. I sing it Maybe loudly I was in my too house when nobody's that. around when I hear it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, so here we are. Uh, we're talking about us. We're talking about what's going on. Billy, I know we always end up getting into it a little before <laughs> we turn the recorder on, but um, I mean, do we want to start there? Do we want to go somewhere else instead? Uh, no, we can start there. So for me... Luckily, I usually haven't had too much 
issue with talking about my personal shit. I used to do it at meetings all the time. Like, yeah. you know, some people are very guarded and protective about stuff. And me, I'm like, man, I don't give a fuck. I'll say whatever. And that can get me in trouble. I got to be very careful what I say about my wife or family yeah. <laughs> because I'll put their shit out there right. too or say things that I'm like, ooh, I hope someone doesn't hear that. Uh, so I'm going to try to talk about some of this today and minimize other people's roles right, <laughs> in things. Right. And keep it focused mostly on myself. But uh, yeah, so most recently what's been going on in my life, probably the biggest part of what's going on in my life has been uh, my wife and I have been doing some marriage counseling for several months now. Mm. Um, and it's interesting because we met a guy, uh, you know, this therapist and his therapy modality for marriage counseling is similar to a book her and I had read about six months before we actually went to therapy um the book is called getting the love you want and i can't remember the author's name but since then they've modeled you know like some therapy things and you can go on retreats and all this stuff and uh there's a lot of good information in that book and he models his therapy off of that so it was interesting we had already read this book and we knew not what he was going to say but when he talks about some of these concepts or practices it's pretty uh Stuff we're aware of, stuff we've heard of before. In any case, um, one of the things he had pointed out to us is like my wife, uh, because of some of her issues, has more an uh, abandonment style in her relationship. And me, because of my childhood and upbringing, I have more engulfment issues in a relationship. And so what that hmm. looks like. Oh, go ahead. Interesting, because like the words I'm more familiar with would be more. She's got more of like a insecure anxious, anxious attachment mm -hmm. style and you've got more insecure avoidance so it's almost like some new terminology to throw in the mix but it feels yeah. like that same that same flavor i, guess. I think it is and see that's I, I looked into some of that like your attachment styles yeah. and all that and i had a hard time figuring out exactly what i was or how i fit in there um and and that's why this word just i think fit me a little bit better I gotcha. um the idea for me is with the uh my uh issues are uh the engulfment so i'm getting all twisted up now i'm thinking of avoidance and attachment styles but with engulfment it's uh like i worry about like losing my identity or getting consumed within a relationship so when the relationship starts to get like too close or i feel like the person's asking for too much too intimate, yeah. yeah too intimate i like push back mm -hmm. and like no i'm gonna go over here and do these things you need to find some of your own shit to do and like <laughs> give me some space i tell you what i like about the engulfment word is that it feels like it addresses more of the fear, fear rather than the behavior. Danger. Right, mm -hmm. right. Yeah. Instead of just saying, oh, you avoid shit, Billy. It's like, no, you have this really deep fear and intense relationship with the idea of being engulfed. And that, like, feels less shamey, I guess. Yeah. That's kind of cool. And for me, like, through most of my marriage, like, I wasn't able to identify it as that like it felt like a healthy thing like right. no i want to keep interest like i have other interests and i have things i like to do and i you know we're two different people like we can be together but i like to do these things over here and you here's know. a hint for humans we're all putting the spin on it that makes ourselves look good right. <laughs> always right and so it was easy to put a judgment on my wife and be like oh she's too you know typical what you would say oh she's too needy she's right. too clingy you know what i mean like she's she wants me to do everything and, right. and to feel like she was the problem, you mm -hmm. know, to 
to be able to yeah. look at her as the issue. And me, I'm healthy. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, I'm healthy. Right. I have us, but then I have my stuff that I like to do. And so I, you know, it still, it caused issues in my life. Whether it was healthy or not, it doesn't matter. It caused issues in my marriage. Well, I feel like, and then we'll take, like, our friendships and we'll say, look at all the other relationships I have and how healthy they are. Obviously, you're the problem, wife or husband, right? But it's like... Yeah, they don't have that vulnerable, intimate <laughs> connection. That's why they're not stirring up your fucking stuff, right? Yeah, right. That's and yeah. that's what, you know, we would get into those uh, similar arguments at times. Things like, you know, oh, well, you know, I have other friends that do this or that, or they're able to go on <laughs> trips with their buddies yeah. or whatever. And uh, anyway, none of that's the issue, whether you right. do those things or not. It's my emotional reaction to it is what the issue is. Um. But with her in her uh, abandonment issues, it's needing to, uh, and I'm not as good at the abandonment stuff because that's not me. And it's, it's me. I'll talk on it. Okay, <laughs> it's to me clarify. all day, every yeah. day. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so for me, it's, yeah, it's like that loss of connection is like paralyzing. Um, not uh, paralyzing. I mean, it makes me very reactive so if, so if i have that connection with someone and i feel that connection leaving that's what triggers me whereas like it's kind of the opposite with the you know kind of the engulfing so um yeah i mean that it and i can see that for me like this is exactly where i've been living for for months um with this relationship that i was in like i didn't know about attachment styles until um, I kind of stumbled upon something in Instagram, I think, and, um, took a quiz and had, you know, my, my boyfriend at the time take a quiz and he was like, oh yeah, that tracks. And I was like, oh yeah, that tracks. Um, I've literally been telling you about this for months and you found it on Instagram. <laughs> I mean, we're talking like, we're talking like some like I'm, I'm early it's spring. Fine. It's so fine. I'm not you were you telling me about it before I like I was March since before him? Really? Like, yeah, kind of. My yeah. wife would tell you the same thing. She's like, I say shit to you all the time, and you, it's not okay until you read it on a fucking you website or you hear it on a podcast or yeah. Jason says it. Exactly. Then it makes sense. Kimberly, my wife, Kimberly <laughs> says this about me with other people too. So I get it, right? But I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I thought I was kind of, I was trying to say this stuff. Yeah, I, I wasn't hearing it. Not like I need reinforcement. I got to hear it more than once. So if you were the second or third person that said it, I but might hear it. That's funny because. Because the people who tell you stuff like that, it's really hard for us to be vulnerable. And we're definitely like the I'll chance it saying it once and then I'm not saying it again because I don't want a bedroom. <laughs> right. Well, and if you don't like for me, like seeing the list of characteristics, like once I could see that on paper, that's when I was like, oh, yeah, you know, um, just maybe hearing it in an abstract way is is hard to really. But once you can actually see those tangible here are the things that people with this attachment st style struggle with, then it's it's much easier to to be like, oh, okay, like I understand now, right, you know, right. versus like an abstract theory. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, so him and I were just stuck in this like constant triggering of each other, just constant. Um, and it's hard because it, it's, it's your nervous system. And I know you've been talking to me about that for a long time. Um, it when I get triggered, when I feel like I'm losing that connection, or I can feel that person that I that I love pulling back from me, my reaction is to 
try to chase and try to like get that connection back and it and it it almost becomes like not even conscious thought like my it's not right like (laughs) none of it is no my shit's not either (laughs) like my logical brain will be like don't do this but i can't even listen to my logical brain because i'm just yeah Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Which makes sense because I don't need to be thinking about should I have peanut butter or jelly for lunch if there's a goddamn lion running me down, right? Like I need all resources <laughs> to everything that saves me from the lion, however that is. The problem is us in 2023 and we don't have the real lions and we can't understand what's happening in our body because it's not actually happening in front of us. And so we just fucking criticize ourselves about it. What's wrong with you? Why do you keep doing this? But we are not the same person that is calling the shots in those moments at all. And those moments aren't just moments. This is like big portions of our day at times. Yeah. And the way I sort of have come to understand, you know, the information in that book and then through therapy and stuff, it's like, you know, a lot of that, our relationship style or whatever you want to call it comes from our upbringing. And mine was because I had these kind of overbearing uh, this overbearing mom who was had to be in control of everything and tell everybody what to do and how to feel and how to look and you know what I mean? And she was overbearing like that. And so, you know, when I start feeling that somebody doing that, I want to pull away. The problem is because I was raised in that environment, that was my mom who was my model of love in my life, that's what I recognize as love. So it isn't a conscious choice. It's almost like what's your favorite flavor of ice cream? You know what I mean? Like you don't get to pick what your favorite flavor is. You taste something, you're like, oh, this is wonderful. I love it. And it doesn't matter even if it's gross, like pistachio. Like you don't get to choose. You just, that's what you like. Fuck pistachio. And so this is the, yeah, fuck pistachio is gross. But this is the same kind of thing. It's not like we choose like, oh, I'm going to pick a person that's going to fucking try to consume me all the time, (laughs) you know, but I will because that's what I'm attracted to. And if I met another like avoidant person, I wouldn't be drawn or attracted to that person, even though we probably have a ton of shit in common, like we would be very similar. You know, I'm drawn to that person who's got that abandonment stuff, who's going to really lean in and really want to be close and be like, I need you with me all the time. You know, I want you to take off work and spend the day with me like that kind of stuff. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I got to get out of here. Like, that's weird. And, you know, but but that's what I recognize as love. So and just for the sake of avoiding hopelessness for all the people hearing that right now. That is not a static or biological state. Think of it more as like you were downloading software for the first seven years of your life, and that software was whatever the hell was going on around you, whether Corrupt. you consciously it had a noticed it or not. Right. <laughs> and then when that software came online, that's the programming you have. It can definitely be reprogrammed. Yes. Right. We can definitely change this. This isn't something we're stuck with. So I just don't want anybody to think that. But oh, like yeah. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. What we're talking about is the what uh, I guess sometimes is called the attachment dance, right? Yeah, we all have sort of an attachment style, but we flip flop, right? Be the partner who's avoiding your partner and doesn't have nothing to say. And then they don't text for three days. And then all of a sudden you're the partner that's chasing them, right? We, we all flip back and forth a little um, as different parts of us get reactive to different parts of what's going on. man. But I, I love how we're talking about it. and And I think another specifically interesting piece that you're pointing at is like, so if if my father had a hard time believing me, right, I don't go out in the world and try to find a person that's just going to believe me because people who just believe everybody, well, that's fucking useless. That doesn't make me <laughs> right. lovable. I literally search for a person that has a hard time believing people because it's got to fit that same comfortable situation. So it's like I'm choosing partners that are extremely difficult and and struggle giving the thing that I really need the most. And it's like it's a bad setup for relationship i think where i struggle is like <clears throat> like i hear all of that and we're attracted to kind of our our opposite or you know what the we book didn't calls it your imago it's oh mean. that's that, fancy that i don't know what yeah. that means but. it's you'd have to read the book and um, tell you, but. but uh you know when i started that relationship i was in i wasn't seeing any of that dismissive stuff in the beginning so it's like I, I don't know if there was still something that I was picking yeah. up on yeah. unconsciously, but he was very, he was showing up. He was very present, yeah. very engaged mm-hmm. in the beginning, um, maybe even on the other side of the spectrum. Yeah. So it's hard to, and it's scary, right? So I'm in the process right now of trying to heal this shit because, um, because I do believe, well, one, I can look back over this relationship and say there are a lot of things I could have done better. There are a lot of things that I don't like the way I behaved because of that triggering and the reactiveness. Um, So that's one thing. But then two, I can look back over my past and say, this has been a problem in every relationship. It's the reason why I'm 39 alone and childless right now like i can trace it right back to other relationships where i did these same behaviors um and uh wasted a lot of time quite honestly and uh three i feel like yes i'm gonna just find this again so if i don't solve me if i don't fix me 
I'm going to just keep repeating the same patterns. And so I'm like desperately seeking solutions right now to, to try to heal this attachment style. Um, so it's fun. I mean, it's funny that, that this came up because literally I probably spend 80% of my free time thinking about this, researching it. I'm in attachment groups on Facebook. I'm watching YouTube videos. I, there's pot. I mean, I'm just like consuming this stuff. Non-stop. And see, that would be some of the issues with my wife and I. And I mean, we've been together 20 some years doing this. Like you called it the dance, you know, and, and she would say like, that's, we would do that dance, not wreck. She would call it the power struggle. Like it's a power struggle of like, she would be kind of chasing me and be like, Hey, I want your attention. I want you to do this. Why do you not, why are you not looking? And I would, you know, just sort of keep slowly sort of pulling away. And then as soon as she pulled away, because she would be hurt at some points, you know, she would feel abandoned. Um, she would feel rejected. So she would close off because it was hurtful to her. And then I would become the, hey, what's going on? Why are you okay? What's go- What can I do? And, you know, then I would become attentive and I would become all those things that she was looking for. But only when she wasn't. And then as soon as it would would flop the other way, right, I would start, my fear response would kick in like, oh my God, I'm going to be consumed and overwhelmed. And so I would start to pull away. And I didn't recognize that's what it was because she would say, it's like you're playing this game. And I'd be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, to me, when we're going along, everything seems okay and you're needy and that's fine. But then you just stop for some reason. Like you can't stop your part <laughs> and uh, not recognizing, you know, that I was actually literally pulling away. Right. Um, so, yeah, so we did that dance for a lot of times and we've been able to, to, you know, look at it now through some therapy to start to heal some of that and get better at that stuff. Um, for us, it's each of us taking ownership of our own part, you know, and it's not that I haven't at times pulled away from her, but it's also that she can be a little overbearing at point, you know what I mean? Like we both have a part there to play. And so then we start looking at like our parts and what we do to get better at that. Um, lately for me, it's been more just trying to be aware that she has emotional needs and that I should like make time to just check in like once a week or maybe more and be like hey how you doing what are you thinking what's going on Um, but she would say things to me like oh my god I think about us and our problems like all the time like it's and I'd be like that sounds insane like that sounds like you have a problem you know obsessive yeah because I go to work and I'm at work I'm not thinking about my relationship and my marriage and all that other stuff I'm working and uh but that's also an avoidance you know what I mean that's part of my avoidance and I'm not calling Jen obsessive I'm speaking for myself I just yeah Yeah. so yeah so there's a whole therapy modality that's been helping us and of course well you know immediately what we do is go back and look at our childhood upbringing look at the issues that we have and look at mine and try to take ownership all right you know, this is how I was raised and this is the information that I have, but it's not serving me well. You know what I mean? It's like almost like you talked about with the programming, like looking at my programming, you'd be going, well, there's like a glitch here. or There's a piece that's missing that needs some tweaking. Like, let's get in there with those pieces and try to make them better. 
Um, because the reason we seek those relationships out is because that's how we recognize love, but then we want to change or correct that person so that that same person can fulfill all our needs. It's like we're trying to redo what we wanted our parents to do, but fix it. (laughs) So so we do want to change that person to be the person that will meet all our needs. Um, So it's interesting. I'm not sure where Imago therapy takes this. And I hate this. Disclaimers. So, okay. I want to say I'm more familiar with what's called emotionally focused therapy for couples. It's EFT. But I say I'm more familiar with it in the sense that, like, maybe I read a book one time or I took a one-day, <laughs> six-hour training on it, right? Like, I am not a fucking expert for sure. But in their version, I guess what they talk about as the form of healing, once you can recognize that this dance is going on, they explain that the purpose of it is connection, right? The idea is, uh, and, and, uh, and I'll throw it out here just in a typical scenario, it would be like, you know, maybe... Um, a husband would be wanting attention from his wife and the wife wants to get away. Now she's going to go out with her friends because she's getting engulfed, right? But the point is what he's looking for is connection. And so he slowly escalates the, the statements he's making to get connection, even if that's anger, right? Mm-hmm. Once I've angered my partner, well, now they love me again because they're emotionally responsive to yeah, me and they're, they're connected to, to what I'm saying, right? Now, that, now what I say matters. So it's really once you know that that's what you're looking for. Okay, what I'm really looking for here is to be more connected. How can I go about this? Because this way, this angry response isn't getting connection. Can you explain that from the the other side, though? Like if both partners are. So I actually I just listened to a podcast with Sue Johnson on it, like literally yesterday. Um, And I was thinking that that she has a book. Um, that I was thinking might be good for you and Jen. Oh, I think it's I called like seven. So, it's called something, seven connections for, or seven conversations for lo- hold me tight. Hold That's me what tight. it is. Yeah. Say, yeah. yeah. Um, and she, yeah, she seemed great, but, um, and, and this concept of like both people are looking for connection. So what does that look like from the other side, from the dismissive side? Cause that's what I can't wrap. I know, I know I'm looking for connection. I want it constantly. Right. Mm-hmm. But like for the person who is pulling away, avoiding, mm-hmm. you know, just, just pulling back within themselves. How are they trying to seek connection through that behavior? <sighs> Billy, how are you trying to seek connection through that avoidance of engulfment? <laughs> um, <clears throat> what does that look like? Well, I can't speak to other people because I'm not an expert in that therapy by any stretch. I only look at my part. And what I know for me right now is what I want is uh, in my I, – I have a personality that wants to avoid conflict that doesn't like – tension or any of that stuff because I carry a lot of anxiety. Mm-hmm. So what I really want is just to like uh stability, calmness, uh what do you call it? Almost like routine. Like I wanna come home every night and have dinner and maybe watch some T V and then lay down and go to bed, maybe make love and, you know, go to sleep and like that sort of calmness, peace stability like even keel level emotion all the time so when it gets way high or even way low whether it's through fighting or whether it's being like super close either one of those is like uncomfortable you know i I think what 
maybe the answer to your question isn't exactly the answer to your question, but I think the problem is that both sides are seeking connection safely. They're seeking safe connection. And mm, the yeah, people okay. on the avoidant side maybe don't have any version of that. And, and both sides are coming from a dysfunctional way of trying to seek it. Right. So it's it's not so much that they don't want connection. For I think for the avoidant, in my understanding, it's more that they don't know of any safe connection. So they're trying to find this like half connected spot that feels comfortable enough and that's just going to be it. Right. Yeah. Well, and We're they talk about no more. they talk about with uh, the avoidant attachment that there's this uh, attachment figure permanence hmm. so that when they do, they can pull back and and distance because that's how they feel safe but then in their mind they're like that person will always be there because the attachment figure in childhood was always there you know they you know so i want when you said safety that like clicked for me i was like okay so that's their safe connection is they know in the back of their mind that person's there and the safest connection they got was getting the fuck away from that person yeah because they were really critical (laughs) and needed a lot of shit from them like yeah. There was a lot of demand. So their right. version of safe connection is, I know they love me. Let me get the fuck out of here. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, before and they, a before they that, ruin it's that. like <laughs> right. giving on as long, like I'm okay giving as long as it's on my terms. Like I'm okay. Oh, you want to go out and spend a Saturday afternoon going fucking shopping or looking at flowers? Okay, I can do that for like three hours. But if you talk about me giving up my whole weekend, well, that's too much. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. So I have a level or a, a, a place where I'm safe giving on my terms, but not if you're asking for stuff, then that's like, yeah. whoa. Yeah, yeah, my um, my ex, which it's weird to even say that, but my ex would freak out if I tried to get the whole day. Like if I was like, will you spend the whole day with me? It That was like so triggering for him. And I'm like, I just, and yet we could go away to Puerto Rico for a week and spend literally every minute together and it was fine. But if we're home and I want to spend the whole day with you, like. But also fascinating that that's the request. Like I would never think to ask somebody, can I have your whole day? Like that would never be important to me. I'd be yeah. like, do you want to hang out for a while? Some portion of it, six hours, three, but eight, you, whatever. And again, but you I, live with your partner and see them every day. Well, I want to avoid putting too much of my wife's stuff out there, but I think it's safe to say this. Um, she would say things to me like, you know, will you just call off work sick so that we can spend the day just yeah. lay in bed oh and God, spend I the wish day my wife would ask for together? That. Like, Fuck and yeah, I got a reason like, to call out. No way. What she's told me a lot of times is it didn't even really matter if I would actually do it. Yeah. If I would have said, that would be yeah, so cool. You know, that would be awesome. God. I would love to do yeah. that. Like it it wouldn't like it she just wanted that reinforcement yes. or yes. that, you know, knowing that I would even consider it. Right. And for me, it's like my response is like, Oh, I can't do that. Yeah. That's totally irresponsible. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know, but but I think in that moment, I'm sorry, I'm kidding. Yeah, that's okay. But yeah, I'm ahead. excited. That part of us that steps up says, um, oh dear God, they want something we can't give. Right. And now we got to be mad and defend ourselves for not being wrong. Right. You and know I what gotta I mean? got to make excuses for right, why right. Now we Now right. I'm actually probably going to shame my partner into thinking their requests are fucking bad because I know I can't meet them and I don't want to feel that shame. So right. I, I'm unwilling to feel it. You're going to fucking feel it. That's right. how we give it to our kids, too, by the way, for you parents out there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, man. Yeah. I know. It's so crazy once you realize that the answer that they wanted was really something so simple and truly 
usually truthful. It probably would have been really cool to you to feel like you could have took off and just spent the day hanging out with your wife. You know what yeah. I mean? Like a lot of times it's the thing I wanted too, and but it's like that shame of not being able to give my partner what they wanted leads me to fucking shame them instead of just saying, man, I, I really wish we could do that. It's sad that we can't. Yeah. And mm-hmm. one of the biggest pieces, you know, tools or whatever in the therapy that we've had, they call it the couple's dialogue. Mm. Um, and that would be something like, you know, if you have something you want to express, like one person is the whatever the talker and the other person is the listener. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if, if she's talking, she's going to just start saying whatever, like, uh, Let's say I did something that week that was rejecting of her. Or I blew off a commitment that we had. You know, it would be like, hey, you know, you did this this week and uh, you said you were going to go to this thing with me and you didn't go. And, you know, it really uh, that really pissed me off. And then what I'm supposed to say to that is, oh, really? Would you like to tell me more about that? And then let her talk, you know, and and. You know, just let her talk. Uh-huh. And is there any more you want to say about that? Instead of getting defensive or making, deciding whether she's right or wrong, or like you said, deciding, you know, oh, I'm going to make you feel guilty because your right. request is irrational. None of that matters. I'm just supposed to listen. I'm supposed to kind of, you know, maybe mirror some of what she says. Oh, it sounds like, you know, you're upset that I wasn't, you know, didn't yeah. go to that thing with you that I said I was going to go to. Would you like to tell me more about that? And then she'll talk. And then at, you know, a little bit in, I got to, like, especially with my wife, I don't know about anybody else, but sometimes I got to slow her down because I'm not as good at emotional stuff mm-hmm. as she is. And if I'm trying to follow along, like, I get into this trying to logic out shit in my head, mm-hmm. and then I'm not listening anymore yeah. while she's still talking. So I got to slow her down and make sure I understand. Do you hear that, memes? You might need to slow me down. You're allowed to. It's fine. <laughs> And uh, then I will say, oh, well, that sounds like you're feeling whatever, you know, rejected, hurt, abandoned, Um, you know. (laughs) And then at some point that would flip flop, you know, like the roles would switch. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, she'd say and then but I'm supposed to keep saying, oh, would would you like to tell me any more about that? Or is there anything else you want to say about that until she's done, like Mm -hmm. not cut off or decide it's my turn to talk but just let her talk all the way through it and hear it without trying to be judgmental the way he said it is like without owning it even if she's yeah. saying i'm doing all this yeah, stuff it, it it's not it's not me i don't even have to agree with it that's not mm-hmm. the point the point is to just let her talk let her be heard help her to feel understood try to you know help her get through that stuff and then we can switch and i can say some things i want to say and then she's supposed to listen the opposite way. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. A little reflective listening, a little. Yeah, no, I think that's the piece, man. It's it's really been, at least in my understanding, for my relationship. And yes, I like to think that everyone else is like me. So I'm assuming everyone else in the world is struggling with this. Um, but it's this piece of I can't take the feeling of the idea that I did something bad that was harmful to somebody else. And in that unwillingness to hold that, I just immediately defend myself. There's no space for me to say, Oh, it sucks that you feel that way. I don't know if I did something right or wrong or not. It doesn't even matter. Like I did this thing and it hurt you. I could have been doing the right thing. I could have picked going out back to play with my daughter over sitting here on the couch with you. 
that was the fucking right thing for me in that moment, but it still might have hurt you. And can I own that? Right. Can I just say, hey, okay, I could see where that would hurt you. You got picked over, right? It would hurt me too. Yeah. And I That's mean, we had, a, we had a similar thing last night, you know, her and I, my wife and I were talking and she just made a comment about, and it, it even hurts me now to say it. Like she said, you know, I wish you would be like more romantic. Like mm. you're just not very romantic. Mm. And I immediately like these defenses kick up and I'm like, well, I want to say, well, wait a minute. What about, you know, we just went out to dinner two weeks ago. Well, that's or a big we, sir trip. That was pretty you know? romantic, bro. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty romantic. You right, but I immediately me. want to go to all these defensive places right. and, and to be like, but I am romantic. You're missing <laughs> all these things that I do that are romantic. And we've been in that dance mm-hmm. before. And uh, last night, you know, I tried to sit with that. Because she'll say sometimes, she'll be like, well, I want you to be like, I'll be talking to you and you're not engaging much. And for me, a lot of, I say, well, I have to kind of calm that my nervous system is like, wants to get defensive, wants to not listen anymore, wants to go into all my rationalizations. And I got to calm that shit down, like in order to like think for a minute, (laughs) you know, before I just get reactive um, and be able to sit and say, yeah, that's like, it hurts me to think that I'm not romantic in my marriage. Like I feel like I am. Um, but if you're asking for that, then I must not be doing it enough or right or in ways right. that, you know, meet that need for you. But that's a lot harder than to just say, well, look at all these five other things I did in the last month or whatever. It's it's kind of a little bit along the line of those love languages, even though that's some stuff. But yeah, they mix in there, too. Yeah. Like That all matters, too. Did you like this episode? Share it with people you think might get something out of it. Check out the rest of our episodes at recoverysortof.com. Also, while you're there, you can find ways to link up with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, YouTube, anything. We're always looking for new ideas. Got an idea you want us to look into? Reach out to us.